When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Evening, everybody. It is time for another one of our Blue Room Extra previews here on the Blue Room. Uh, this time, it's Subscribers Weekly. Uh, earlier today, I was joined by Dave Darney and Linda Lloyd. We spoke about what went on at Manchester United at the weekend. Disappointing result for the Blues. Also about the f- great form of former Everton forwards over the weekend as well. Gerard Delefeu, Adam Luckman scoring. Enna Valencia has got a hat-trick. He scored 10 in seven games this season over in Turkey. Uh, but this segment is about Anthony Gordon and what has been a tough start to the season for him so far, certainly tough few, last few weeks, um, and what we think is potentially going on with him at the moment and how it could potentially get better. Um, so if you want to listen to this full, the link is in the description. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra as well if you want to do it that way. Uh, and here is a segment starting off with Lyndon talking about Anthony Gordon and his potential issues with fitness. Uh, it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Link in the description if you want to join us. Hopefully you will. And in the meantime, hope you enjoy this clip. Cheers. Well, that fitness and stamina was perhaps his greatest quality apart from, you know, his, mm-hmm. his work on the ball last season, wasn't it? And, and I think uh, Benitez had the same issue with him at the beginning of last season saying he wasn't a 90-minute player. And then obviously over the course of the season, he very much became a 90-minute player who was just, you know, running himself absolutely ragged. You know, um, so, just just, just on, on that, though, like, I, I remember the game against Manchester United where he scored last season yeah. at 1-0. And he was playing on the right-hand side late in that game. And I, I think we played, a, I think I'm pretty sure we played a back four and Colm was a right back. And it got to like 60 minutes that day. And I remember Sancho was moved over to the left-hand side and Gordon just couldn't get back. And Coleman was just being walked past time <laughs> to time. And I remember being in the ground, vividly screaming at Lampard to, to take Gordon off because he, he was completely gone. And it's like you said, it, last season it felt like you could put absolutely everything into 60 minutes of a game. But for the last 30 minutes, he'd be out on his feet in the main or he'd have to limit when he put his efforts in. Now it's like, it feels like it's after 20 minutes where it, you know, the tank's empty. Yeah, it's it's a little worrying. I mean, I, I I agree that there was a couple of there were a couple of occasions last season where he was just out out of 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 gas by sixty minutes, and he should have come off and didn't because I suppose Lampard felt that we needed him, but that was just simply down to the amount of running that he was doing. Um, he should be able to manage, you know, <laughs> as as you say, more than twenty odd minutes this time. Um, yeah. So I would I would love to know what's going on there. I think in a broader sense, the this the whole transfer speculation thing was the worst thing that could have happened to him at that his stage of his career if the move doesn't come off, because now you've got the um there might be any residual disappointment on his point from his point of view that he didn't get, you know, the big move to Chelsea and Champions League football and all the rest of it. Then you've got the price tag. Um you know, that's going to be hovering over his head. Uh, Evertonian is looking at the fact that, you know, we were offered 40 million for this kid and we didn't take it. Why the hell not? You know, that could come into the conversation. Um, he's just, he's sort of had this accelerated timeline where I still think um, if we had the right players in through the door that he would be your super sub. 
he'd be learning his trade coming off the bench and, and, and being an impact player off the bench rather than the one of the first names on the team sheet and with all that all the responsibility that goes with that for creating goals scoring goals um because i mean let's face it his his biggest his biggest asset or his his most um promising positions are when you know the ball's knocked in front of him and he's got yeah. grass to run into and he can create problems that from that perspective um i think with the exception of um, the goal that he and um, he worked with Damari Gray at Hull City. He's not that kind of player who's going to be working intricate things on the edge of the box and and you know playing sublime through balls in, in, in into the penalty area. Um, that will hopefully come with with coaching, but that's not where he is right now. Um, and so if you don't if you don't have the situations that on which he thrives, which against United we just didn't. I mean we he barely had an opportunity to run at the fullbacks or run in behind the fullbacks. Um, and so that's, it, you know, he talked about, I, I, I think Damari Gray has actually had a good start to the season, even though, as you say, he can be frustrating, but Everton can't afford to have two um, frustrating, unreliable, erratic wingers. You know, you can only really have one in the team and we arguably have three, if you add in McNeil, um, you know, not, not one of them is, is a, is a reliable 90 minute player just sure. yet. So I think that's our that's our problem right now, and that will hope that that for me should be the focus, the prime focus. If we're going to spend anything in January, that's where we should be looking. Um, you know, maybe someone like Cody Gakpo is out of our out of our league or, or whatever, but it's someone like that who can create goals, score goals, you know, create torment defenses on a consistent basis, not just every now and then. Yeah, it's it's been tough for him, hasn't it, Dave? I mean. Is it just a bit awkward, as Lyndon said, where everyone's sort of going, you know, Gordon's thinking, oh, I could have moved to Chelsea, and we're thinking, God, we could have got 40 million for this lad. Because, <laughs> and, you know, it, it was sort of like outside of this Everton bubble, you know, that, and I heard people talking about it this week on, on, on Sky, I think, saying that, you know, oh, Everton fans must have been you know, so pleased to have kept Anthony Gordon this, this season, you know, that, that, that would have been a huge boost yeah. to the football club. And, Listen, I, I like the lad. I think he's a good player, but I didn't really feel like that. It wasn't like a, a relief when the, the window closed. So it's, oh God, thank God we still got Anthony Gordon. Oh. My main concern was that, God, if he leaves, we're going to have to change our Twitter header again on the Blue Room and get it, and get it, <laughs> get it redesigned for the third season in, in a row. You know, that, that, was, that was my primary worry. But I, I didn't really feel like it was that from the, the fan base. And I think Lyndon's hit on something there, which is, I think it's it's probably true that it's it's sort of a case of everyone's just sort of like, you know, this is this is just a, a little bit awkward now, isn't it? The Everton website badge is uh, is constantly a curse. Every single player <laughs> that we have Godfrey on it as well. They got injured. Yeah, we have got Godfrey, <laughs> Tom Davis, we yeah, had Silver. Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't, 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 yeah, don't 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 ever look at what the. Uh, the, the banner is on the uh, the, uh, the blue website, but yeah, um, the the points out that what Lyndon said there was absolutely spot on. The one thing that none of us has mentioned so far, um, to add to that is the seemingly, um, I'm not sure where it's come from. It's obviously come from uh, some 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 people who are near the top of these roles, but is the World Cup. Um, we've seen him mentioned several times in newspapers. Absolutely nowhere near that. I'm sorry. No, he's not nowhere near that. But that's that that's the that's the problem. The fact that he is actually nowhere near that. But there will be people around him. There will be fans around him. There will be newspapers. There will be uh, quite lazy journalists, as you just mentioned there, about um, 
instantly saying that all oh, Everton fans must be absolutely delighted that he stayed type of thing. And um, you know, I think that the lazy thing that Dave insinuated that they've hinted at there is similar to when you've closed the transfer window and you've still kept a, a crucial player for you, i.e. Calvert Lewin uh, is in that bracket these days or was. Um, when you know the, the Rooney years, uh, Everton fans losing Rooney, uh, everyone was devastated about it. That's because we we all knew at that point and we'd seen at that point that Wayne Rooney was a world class footballer uh, immediately, uh, even when he was still at Everton towards the end of that. That's why journalists would say that. I think it's really really lazy, naive, and and, and not really handy for anybody to say that. You know, our Everton fans are going to be absolutely devastated if he leaves, or Everton fans are going to be absolutely delighted that he stayed. Um, it's just such an easy, lazy thing to say journalistically if you're not if you're not really in any sort of knowledge of what Evertonians are like or what the club's like and as experienced. Um, then that said, you, you're going into a position where I think the mental side of it, which is obviously, um, which is probably a good thing for us to mention actually, because it's uh, world mental health week isn't it or that it was the day yesterday that that lab must have had so many things to deal with people to speak to who he'd never spoken to before uh, people who he had had to deal with where he's never really had conversations like this that he's come up from being under the wings of David Dunsworth for a few years coming through and and look I'm, I'm hesitant to say this but I don't think He's he's in the natural, and I say this with brackets again, of when exciting young prospects and talents have come through at various clubs, um, like Sancho did, um, you know, others in that field, Liverpool fans would say Harvey, uh, Jones, players like that who come through and you'll see them then getting call-ups. You'll see them then being involved in squads because I know Southgate likes to do that. Bellingham is the obvious one, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, Bellingham as well. Yeah, of course. Players like that. Um, Saka, really, really early. I know we're talking about players now where we're reaching the level of being international players for England. Um, So much pressure that comes along with that as well because it's our home country. With with Anthony Gordon, I, I don't feel I've seen the potential that some people have spoken about with this lad, which in turn makes me feel why were Chelsea actually anywhere near looking at him? Um, and I know there's there's a regard to many clubs who've got so many foreign players and academy players that they need that to fill a rotor that they need. They need a young English body that ticks a box for them in what they need to do in naming their 25-man Premier League team. I understand that. Um, and that's, that, that, that feels to me more why Chelsea would be looking at him than for the actual idea that this is going to be a top-class player really, really quickly, like Pulisic is there um, and, and other players. Obviously, you name hundreds of them. And and with that in mind, I'm, I'm starting to think that mentally for this lad, um, he'll have had so many different things thrown his way, uh, whether or not the transfer, the fee, um, whether it be, is he an actual starter for Everton? I, I still don't think he's somebody I want in the, in the opening eleven every single game immediately. I think in, in two ways. One way is player-wise. I think there are different ideas systematically from Lampard that would not include Anthony Gordon. He's not somebody, which I think, again, what you referred to about these lazy journalists saying stuff that, that, that I referred to, they would simply say that Anthony Gordon must be the first name on Everton's teeth. He's absolutely not that for me. 
Um, and then the other side of it is is the mental side of it as a young lad who's been thrown all of these different things towards him, things that have been his own, not in, in inverted commas, fault. Um, and the way in which he's now playing for us is a real, real problem. And I think that you've got a manager in Frank Lampard who almost immediately, I think, well, this is great that we've got this guy who's been through a young time of his career that wouldn't have been dissimilar to what's going on with, with Anthony Gordon, the England sort of thing, moving to a big club, leaving West Ham when he went to Chelsea. Uh, the Chelsea Chelsea itself as well, because he's their legend, Lampard. Um, I would have liked to, or I like to have thought that he would have been in his ear and having private conversations with that lad almost immediately from when these things were speculated. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, we didn't ever speculated whether that was the case or not, but it looks to me like you've got a lad that is as fresh as a daisy. Um, said that twice in this podcast. Because um, <laughs> Lyndon looks fresh as a daisy. But <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, no way am I associating that Gordon with what uh, Lyndon looks like these days. You're not 21, are you, Lyndon? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely yeah, not, and I'm sure you can tell that by looking at me. <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, the, way, Everton, the, the way Everton are going, they might look uh, not 21. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The way you play. I, I think but, Lyndon does look fresh. I, I don't think Anthony Gordon looks fresher than Daisy. I, no, I, I don't think he looks that at all. I think he, he looks, looks really flat and like... He does look weathered to me. I, I, I look at his face when he comes off. I look at him when he's on the pitch. Body language, you see his shoulder down a little bit and things like that, and Obviously, it's really easy to associate that when a player is not on form. It's really easy to probably say that about Zizigay um, and, and others in the team. But when it, when I see this lad, it feels a little bit more serious, given the fact that he is a kid. Um, he's he's a young Evertonian. He's from round our way. He's not he's not stereotypically going to know what this life is like when you reach what other people are saying that you've reached. Um, and that is why I don't want to be coming across as critical of him, of what I said about him not being a player that I would immediately start in the Everton first 11. But I, I think in, in short terms, I don't look at him and see him as he's all that, what others have, not only Evertonians, but those from other clubs, Chelsea and whatnot. I, I look at him as a lad that still needs to learn his trade. And I look at him as a lad that I'd be happy to see him coming on off the bench when the match result is over from an Everton game and he can come on a little bit more carefree rather than the reliance that so many of us as fans, me included at certain times, have put on him when he scores that goal against Leeds, when he scores against Brentford and he's earning Everton points physically himself, earning Everton games. Um, that that should be that should be on the back burner. If he does it or he doesn't do it, that doesn't matter to the stage that I want to see him progress. Yeah, I think I think Andy Gordon playing like he did last season is I've got no issue. It's fine, yeah, first team player at all. You know, I I just listen to both you both speak there and trying to put myself in, in his position a bit. I I, I imagine football probably over the last what going back to probably March when it looked like we could get relegated to this summer. I imagine it's just all got very serious for him very quickly. You know, to, yeah. to have gone to have gone through a relegation battle with your boiled club and experience, you know, we probably would have felt it in a way similar to what we all felt it more than anyone. And then to go into the summer and be linked with Newcastle and Tottenham and then look like you might be going to Chelsea and then not going to Chelsea. You know, as you said there, Dave, you would have had people speaking to pretty much every day. 
his name's in the paper every 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 day. He's on Sky Sports every day. And he, he would have seen people like we all did go, God, 50 million for him? That that's that's ridiculous. You know, and there would have been a transfer for Aura around it, around mm-hmm. it, like I said, Frank Lampard would have spoken to it. And even even thinking back to the two goals he scored this season away from home. When he's when he scored last season, you know, albeit with deflections and you know, little nicks off his heel and stuff like that. There was this sort of like adolescence juvenile joy that like sort of poured out of him and he was like absolutely loving it. You know, I, I put what the you video want up. to see that I, from a kid, yeah, isn't it? But I, I put the video up from when he scored against United. Um at Goodison one yeah. and he runs over to the corner, he's got like this, this massive grin on his face, he gives it the knee slide. You think about when he scored against Brentford and Leeds this season, it's like finger fingers in his ears. You know, going yeah, over to the camera, yeah, stare yeah. and look on his face. And it's almost like that that sort of indicates to me, and I've always said this, I think the only time you really see sincerity from players on a football picture time is when they do celebrate. But yes, what's on, yeah. That, yeah. That, it's, that, 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 it's all very serious. It's it's all so it's all got very, very it's like he's grown up all of a sudden and it's like, right, you've been in the youth team, you've been out on loan, you're in the team, there's no pressure on you, and then it's bang, relegation battle, and you're one of our main hopes. Bang. Big clubs are looking at you and potentially want to move move you on. Your agents speaking to you all the time. Frank Lampard speaking to you all the time. And maybe it's just the case of it's all just been a lot for him to take on. And you know, I think like you both said, this isn't us writing him off by any means. He's he's still twenty one. He can work on his game. He can get fitter. He can do all those things. But I just wonder if maybe the last few months have just been a bit overbearing for him, and that's why we are seeing not the you know. The version that, that Dave said, fresh as a daisy, Anthony Gordon. We're seeing the more weathered <laughs> Anthony Gordon in that sense. Sports Social Podcast Network.